0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Up the Guts podcast. Joining as always is your host, Tricky, and my co host, Will. How are we, Will?
1: I'm very good. And we have a very special guest on this episode we've been looking forward to for a bit now.
0: Yes, we do. Now, if you guys have been watching the social media scene, especially around the AFL, you would have noticed. uh, this fella coming around and some of his mates, uh, Joel Isles, or known as Checkers from Marmalade. How are we, mate?
2: Fantastic. Fantastic to be in here. Monday morning, how good. <laughs> how we pull up for <laughs> the, the weekend. The wash up from the uh, the big weekend of sport. So it's good. a it's good time to, um, to jump on a potty because there's lots of fresh stuff to talk about.
0: Yes, obviously you're back playing cricket too for Richmond City. have you found that so far?
2: Yeah, I haven't played for a few years, so I had to dust off a few cobwebs. But uh, we got our first win on the weekend, so it was um, just good to be in the winning books. We lost two games in a row. The teams we uh, we played probably were a little bit on the younger side, mm-hmm. um, a lot of 13 and 14 year olds. So getting beaten by them was a bit of a, <laughs> an eye opener, but we dust off a few cobwebs and uh, a few of my mates made some runs on the weekend, so it was good.
0: How would you describe yourself as a player? Uh,
2: I used to be a bowler, but my body's breaking down, so mm-hmm. um, I've just developed my batting this year. <laughs> um, I used to be a quick bowler, so I can't bowl quick anymore. The shoulders are creaking and the knees are hurting, so um, we just... we. We've just developed the batting game, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, and obviously it's just starting off that season. How do you how? What type of content can we expect coming from the cricket side? Obviously, know we know the footy side. Um, what can we expect from the cricket side?
2: Well, coming to Melbourne, this um, moving to Melbourne at the end of this year's footy season, we sort of have to um, get prepared for next year's footy season because we have to get a new club. Um, we're not sure how the footy will work over here, like all that sort of like a new new location, new um, space. So we thought we played cricket this year as a bit of a tester to just work out how it would go going to a new club meeting new people getting new people in content maybe dealing with leagues dealing with streaming dealing with vlogs and everything like that because in Adelaide it was like bread and butter had done it for years mm-hmm. played in the same team for 20 years so um, we thought we'd try it out with cricket season so we've come to a brand new club we've met a heap of brand new people and sort of getting how we stream how we film because we had people who filmed for us in Adelaide we don't have them over here so we're just using it as a bit of an experimental period at the moment. So we're just seeing what works, what doesn't. So at the moment, we're just trying out, like, game day vlogs, little short format recaps on the TikTok and Instagram, but a lot of highlights of um, of the, the not-so-highlights. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so footy next year is a big priority for you guys? Massive like priority.
2: Yeah. Massive priority. I'm, um, I'm actually in the process this week of trying to lock down a club um, a lot earlier than I normally would because normally in the D grade, we don't rock up to the club until March. Yeah. Um, and it's November, and I am having to go out and look at pre seasons and, <laughs> and where well, we might be able to play. So it's weird because we're taking it seriously in that sense, but we don't take the footy very seriously. Like we yep. don't take the fitness or the footy seriously. But I have to find the find the location and the, and the new team. So
1: still looking to play the lower Div twelve sort of oh, footy.
2: I don't think I can play <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> the high. Yeah, the enough. body's breaking down from just playing a couple games with ninth grade cricket. So, <laughs> um, but we we will have a, uh, a lot of recruits, and I have got a lot of um, other like content creators that were very keen to play so it's good because we've moved into Melbourne we're collaborating a lot more with other creators it wasn't a heap of footy creators or a heap of sport creators in Adelaide to collaborate with um, but there's hundreds and thousands of them in Melbourne yeah. so, so it was going to be great just linking up with a lot of other people seeing who else might shine in the content because in Adelaide it's just myself and Trey featuring in majority of the content but over in Melbourne we might not even feature in a lot of it it might be you know, the Cater McDonald's of the world or Will Taylor or Someone might pop up and, yeah. and provide some from some really good content saga. Maybe like Trey's first goal was last year, but who knows what next year will hold.
1: Yeah, nice.
0: Now, obviously, also, we'll get into more of the Marmalade stuff soon, but you also have a passion for music and some DJing. How did um, music come about in your life?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of leaving school, um, and it was really weird because I was actually enrolled to study engineering, mm-hmm. chemical engineering at university. Which I didn't go through with and pulled out to, to take up working in the pub and making electronic music on the side. So it was a bit of a different different um, sort of landscape of where yeah. my potential career could have gone. But uh, um made a lot of electronic music when I was like 18, 19, 20. Um, don't do a lot of it now. The content's sort of taken over and the sport has taken over, but um, still play the occasional gig here and there. So got down to Lambie's a few weeks ago and... Uh, Ballarat I don't know I don't think I've got a couple Coming up i got to look In the calendar But we yeah Doing a, doing a few, I like doing the Touring gigs It's a good way To travel around And, and see new places Because um, I've never Been to Ballarat Until I played A DJ gig there So
1: <laughs> Yeah nice Do you want to go
0: Yeah I was going to say um, What have uh, Some of the people You listened to Growing up If it was music wise Or DJ wise That made you think This is something That I'd I'd like to Have a dabble in
2: uh, Will Sparks Was the one who, He was firing red hot Just as I turned 18 And Sort of started going out to nightclubs or, or going to parties or whatever. Will Sparks was sort of just starting to crack it into the commercial like radio scene and become a really, really big thing. He was starting a tour internationally, which sort of like opened a lot of. Well, I was aspiring to bid, like doing a little bit of DJing at that point. But seeing that like an Australian DJ can go to Europe and go to America and, and just travel the world and make all this cash and have all these people know who he is just from Melbourne or from Adelaide or. And there was an Uber Jack in Adelaide who was traveling as well and you just see him on the regular regular at your local venue, but then you also see him playing to ten thousand people in Europe and you're like, How hell, hell, that could be anyone, that could be me. But never did. <laughs> um, but it was it was an aspiration for a little bit there.
1: Yeah, nice. <laughs> do you want to pursue that more now or do you reckon content creation is your main focus at the moment?
2: Content creation is the main focus. I still do a little bit of music on the side as a good like way to um sort of just like tune out sometimes when the content gets it too much. So yep. like my screen time is pretty I'm I just got the notification On the train in Was 11 hours last week Per day <laughs> um, Which I can't imagine How many hours You're awake per day Maybe like 16 so yeah, Probably true. thinking about Like 80% of my days I spend on a screen um, Obviously electronic music Is still on a screen But it's a different Type of Type of <laughs> yeah, Type true, of screen um, You know Editing videos You're sort of just Playing around with music And you can do it Different ways and creatively So sometimes I use that As a bit of like a release I guess To get away from the content but. Yeah nice
0: now, before we move on to the other stuff, I did have a little, like, game we can do. So, obviously, you've played at a few different venues. I want you to – I'm going to list you five places you played at. I want you to do a bit of a blind ranking.
2: Of, of how the venue – How the venue
0: was or how much you enjoyed playing yeah, there, the atmosphere. atmosphere.
2: Yeah, uh,
0: okay, so first one, so one to five, five obviously being the bottom, one being the top. First one, Lucky Thursday slash billboards.
2: I'm going put it at three – because I don't know what's coming, but I, I think that's the safe thing to do when I've done these blind rankings in the past. But it's a really fun gig. Um, I guess a lot of slander for people probably a little bit older because it's quite a younger uni crowd. Mm-hmm. But they they go off. like They have so much fun. The best Sometimes the best crowds are the young crowds because they, they're enjoying it. They, sometimes yep. the old crowds are a bit mellow and blase and they don't really get into it too much. But the, the 18, 19 uni crowd can be pretty wild sometimes. Yeah.
0: Now, you mentioned this one before, Lambie's
2: i put it number two because we had a really good night there. It was um it was a good crew. I've been there twice in Geelong, recently. Yeah. yeah, in Geelong. So I had, like, Will Taylor, Shrey obviously came, Jara. We had Caden come. So it was just a really good crowd, and we got them all on stage, and they all had a really good night. I ended up driving them home, and the car ride home was crazy. They couldn't stop talking, and <laughs> they were buzzing because it was their first experience being on a stage. Yeah.
0: Now, one That's that fun. probably holds – deep to our heart will uh local the local uh central hotel or the sench in beaconsfield
2: i'm gonna put number one uh, i don't know what's coming but i do love the sench i've had i don't think i've had a bad gig there and i've played there probably eight or nine times so um they do a boiler room and i haven't been put in that yet and i'm really keen to get out there because it looks pretty crazy they do on long weekends but i'm normally inside and yeah i don't think i've ever had a bad gig there they're really good is, is
0: the boiler room wheel the one out on the deck?
2: Yeah, yeah. where CJ was yeah.
1: on the was it grand final. Eve? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was CJ was in the boiler room and I was inside. And I could see him out there and it looked like his dance floor was going a little bit better than not. they were both full, but his dance floor looked like it was popping off. Yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure the outs, outdoor area there's bigger anyway as well. So yeah, it gives that offers as, as well. He was getting swarmed that night. <laughs> there was people everywhere.
0: Now one that I personally haven't been to But I've heard some good things about And you went there I believe during the grand final week uh, The social Down the peninsula
2: Okay We'll put it at four um, It was busy as I've never been to Frankston I've never been Out that way So it was new to me It was a very big venue um, And it was built for like bands It's like a band venue So it was a unique Unique type of venue Because the stage was really big And the um, the way it was built Was just a bit different To normal nightclubs But yeah no, It was good fun We had a good crew again Because it was grand final week it was was lots of Mates over And yeah I'll put it at four A little bit stiff But I think I've already Chewed up on my top spot Yeah true So yeah. whatever's come Is probably the best one I'm going to run Number five
0: up. You might be spewing This one It's um, the Ramsgate Hotel
2: I'm happy with that at five Yep
0: <laughs> You spent a lot of time there Though I've seen yeah. I
2: did spend a lot of time there But we didn't end on good terms so Okay yep I, um, I got delisted Pretty much <laughs> Delisted um, So yeah Like any AFL player That gets delisted They probably don't have Great memories for a little bit So I'm still, uh, still Chewing that one up A little bit but Yep
1: Yeah Just a question from me, where's somewhere you would love to DJ or somewhere you aspire to maybe take that?
2: Uh, (laughs) It's really rogue because no other DJ would have this, but I'd love to play, like, a footy game or something like that. Yeah. Like, like, the grand final would be crazy, but it's hard to imagine a DJ sort of doing that because they do a lot of live entertainment and it's all about theatrics. Well, that's sort
0: of like even, you know, um, the Big Bash?
2: Yeah, the Big Bash we see. I even saw, like, Hot Dub Time Machine played at the SCG late in the year. It was, like, Buddy's last game Mm -hmm. and they sort of, like, emptied out a few seats and you had a DJ deck and everyone was on the oval for kick-to-kick. Yep. Something like that would be crazy. Or Even just pre-game. The Big Bash do it well. That's a good party party atmosphere for me. Footy would be cool just to to be, like, one of the first. Like, it's not really something you see all the time.
1: Yeah, that's a different answer. I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
0: Now, we'll move on to it. Do you want to kick it off? Well, we'll move on to more of the marmalade stuff, which is probably where... I would say this year it's really even kicked off a huge amount. But uh, what inspired... Uh, you'd start my mind and how long was it planned for was it just like a spur-of-the-moment thing where it was like You know what stuff it let's do
2: it uh, It was pretty spur-of-the-moment. I've been doing my own social media stuff for the DJing for years So I had a bit of background in like making my own clips making videos pushing out content for that, but it's a different type of content um, It's like a lot of like video clips for your songs and things like that and post gig videos that sort of aren't, They're very different to the footy stuff Um, But we went into COVID and we had a lockdown and the nightclub I was working at and doing a lot of video and content work for um, shut down. But I still had these accounts and I was still experimenting on TikTok and I only just got on it. Um, So I started putting out some stuff of my own on the TikTok. Obviously, nightclubs weren't open, so there wasn't a lot of DJ stuff to put out. Um, But I remember I put up an old Snapchat of, um, I was going for footy I tried to put a pizza on a steady table next to the bath and it (laughs) fell into the bath. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it started blowing up And I was like Shit Um, The account got like 5k followers in a week Which I mean TikTok You could do that You could go a bit crazy But for me At the time Mm -hmm. I just got on the app So I was like That's pretty cool Like 5k followers It's taken me 5 years to build 10k or 5k followers On my music profiles And I built it in a week Just by putting up one video So um, Very quickly I had to come up with The name Marmalade Because I didn't have That name on there So we were Discussing me and my mates About how I've worked in bars and probably going to post a lot of footy content on this account. And we thought about Trevor Marmalade from the footy show. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he obviously was situated in the bar doing the comedy um, comedy on the side. So we thought, well, bars, footy, Marmalade, put that name on the account. And it sort of just stuck. It was good. Um, got a good sort of reaction. The DJ industry, you spend so much time working on your name, stage name, logo, branding. And we just did it overnight at like two in the morning because we had all these followers coming in. We're like... With TikTok, you get a lot of accounts rip your, um, your video out if it goes viral and start posting on their own account. Yeah. So we're like, we need to nail the name right now because like it's starting to get posted on like Barstool Sports and um, trying to think a couple of those other accounts that sort of yep. like, have like 20 million followers. And we're like, if we get posted on one of them and we haven't got our name on there, <laughs> then we're going to lose out on like following or reach or whatever people coming back to our profile, so.
0: Speaking of that one, did I know you're a good mate of Will Taylor and I actually went to uni with him. I messaged him straight after. I can't remember what video it was, but one of his videos Got posted on one of those Insta pages Just that, recently yeah And I, they tagged The wrong Will Taylor yeah. <laughs> and I saw uh, it And I messaged him I'm like they've tagged it He goes yeah I'm fucking fuming
2: Was it the um? It's American It was
0: either the bat one Or standing up It was up the, the, plane, the plane Plane video, one yeah
2: But it was on um The biggest like It's like Fox Sports But in America Like one of those Like Sports Centre Or Sports, sports Centre yeah. yeah And it's got like 30 million followers <laughs> and the video it's got a bad like effort. 30 million plays. Cause I went to
0: click on it and it sent me to a guy from New South Wales. I'm like, this is not him. <laughs> You'd be spewing.
2: You
1: would honestly be
2: spewing. <laughs> nah, It's all right. Cause um, that pizza video I still get tagged in like once a week. And some of the viral videos that people share, like you don't get a lot of following from it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think the pizza video at the time, obviously got the following from the views that I got on it, like my own account. But then the people were like, it got shared on basketball sports. I think it was up to like a hundred million plays. But I reckon only had about like 10 followers come out of it. So like a lot of people on those accounts, and I do the same, is I'm not going to click on every viral video's tag yeah. in the description. I just like the video and scroll past. Yeah. It's not the biggest biggest loss in the world. I mean, it's, it's, it's a funny story now that he didn't get tagged, but I'm sure, you know, people see the video and they recognize his face more than they recognize the tag. Yeah,
1: exactly. Now, one of your bigger sort of things was the torps at different destinations. Now, what's some of your favourite destinations you've kicked Kicked the torps and um, where's the destination you think you've kicked your best torp? Ooh,
2: best torp. The des- favourite destinations, one of my favourite, um, I always tell people, is we kicked over the Channel 7 news Building in Adelaide. Yep. Um, I didn't kick and neither did Trey, but we, we kicked with um, Mark Soderstrom, who is Channel 7 presenter. He does a lot of commentary in Adelaide. Um, Andrew Hayes who's like a Nova host in Adelaide and also used to play Sam for footy won a few flags and he's on TV and then we kicked with a kicking consultant who's like um, Josh Groudon who played at GWS and I I called Josh Groudon down because we had the video booked but I said I'm not going to kick footy because this building has like a million dollar satellite on top of it and then it's also situated on like two main roads in Adelaide and the time we booked a kick was like 10am on a Friday where the traffic was going to be like not peak out but pretty busy and I was like, if anyone's gonna kick a tour, we got Mark Soderstrom played VFL footy, Andrew Hayes played sample footy, and Josh Graham's on an AFL list. So I yeah. need someone who can kick, because if it's me, it's gonna end up on the road or it's gonna hit the satellite dish, we are gonna get a lot of trouble. But yeah. I want the video because it's gonna be it's gonna be good content. So Josh put like 10 footies over the satellite dish on top of the roof of channel seven, and then Sodas and Hazy put a few on the roof, and then um Hazy goes, I'll I'll go up and get him. At the start of the day, we rocked up. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, nah, it's all sweet." Like I was asked the boss. He said, "That's cool. Just tag Channel Seven in the video. It's all sweet." Yep. And he goes up on the roof, and then um, we see like an aircon guy and this other guy in a suit up on the roof, looking around on top of the Channel Seven. And Hazy's like, "Come running down." He's like, "Everyone inside now." And I was like, "What's going on?" He's like, "No more footies." He's like, "Ah, oh, the Channel Seven boss out there, and he's just blasting me." He's like, "What the fuck do you think you're doing, kicking <laughs> footies up <laughs> here?" Not. And then so I was like, "You cleared it?" He's like, "No, no, no, I didn't." So just spur of the moment thing. There's millions (laughs) of dollars of equipment on that roof. And we were just launching footies on there thinking it was all gravy with Channel 7 and (laughs) the damage we could have done. But it was a good video in the end. It was funny to watch. And I mean, the backstory that I know and just standing there and like watching it behind the the lens was like, what am I doing? Like, (laughs) (laughs) why are we kicking at big satellite dishes that are worth a lot of cash? They could have knocked out the Channel 7 stream for SA. (laughs) Far out. Where
0: do you think you've kicked your best one, if you can recall?
2: The best one. I kicked one of the Sench That I was pretty happy with It was at night time So we couldn't tell how far it went Oh okay um, But it was grand final night last year And I was a bit nervous Because behind the Sench Is the main road Yeah yeah this, like, one of the highways It's not busy at that time of night But I was just like If this hits a car So we put a spotter out there And I sort of kicked over the roof And the spotter's like Lost it man It went on the other side of the road Yeah So <laughs> That's a decent That's a decent Yeah talk, I mean right? I, In my head I'm looking at it I'm like That's probably like 60 yeah. 70 metres To clear the, the highway Plus the Sench Yeah Um, But we we would never know because we never found the footy. It was pitch black at night. It was like, I don't know, 11 p.m. So, yeah. What made you,
1: the torps particular, like what made you want to pursue that as Uh, the beginning of the content?
2: It's a little bit like unique, I guess. I always used to kick them in games in the D grade because I just get bored of like, (laughs) you can be vanilla and kick the drop punts. But I was like, I didn't get many kicks. So when you got them, you had to, well, I'm finally going to have. Play footy on the weekends. and Only get like five kicks. I might as well just do something funny, or you know. yeah. So I just try and launch the biggest torp. Or um, used to. I one year my coach actually banned me from kicking because I just kept kicking torps, <laughs> and they would never go to the the opponent like our team. They'd always get turned over. So he said anytime checkers gets the ball, just someone run past for a hand pass. Yep. And then that game, I kicked torps only as well. So, <laughs> um, it, just, it was something I've done for ages. Like it's funny because um, now the content's like blown up a little bit. I remember I bumped into this guy a couple of weeks ago um, when I was back in Adelaide, I just at like dinner at the pub, and he played for a local side in Adelaide. And he's like, I played you like five years ago, and he's like, man, we still talk about that day because you just kicked like fifteen torps and you turned every single one over. He's like, it's like gospel in our club, like we. Yeah. Just, and he's like, no one knew who you were, no one knew who you were for like five years, but now they're all like, oh, it's that guy, it's yeah, the guy yeah. who kicked the fifteen torps five years ago. So that's all I've ever done. Um, it's not like put on for the video. It's just. Just for Yeah nice. <laughs> Always wanted to have a laugh On the field Whether it's filmed or not
1: Yeah Nice Now
0: obviously With the Tops too Came the big What you wanted to do What Why Gil McLaughlin <laughs> Why was it Gil And how much planning Because It wasn't just one thing You did it week After week After week Why
2: Gil um, Well we'd chosen a few We'd done a few campaigns We did an Aaliyah Lee one We did a Manus Torp Peter Siddle To have a banana and then we set it on Gil for the tour because we thought we need a big fish. We need a really big fish. Um, and I mean, when you think of big fish in the AFL, like if you could get, if you, if you, could, if you could have a kick with anyone in the AFL, who would you choose? Like right now, the yeah. biggest name, like who would you choose? Oh, that's a tough one. Like just the biggest player you could have a kick with. That you probably could? Dusty or yeah. Cripper Petrarca. Uh, man. Uh,
0: oh, probably. He'd probably not do it anymore We'd probably go Buddy you. That's,
2: that's exactly yeah. the names That came across the table When we were discussing It was Dusty or Buddy Yep And people kept sending in You got a kick with Dusty You got to kick with Buddy And we were sitting down Trying to plan out our next campaign It was like Dusty or Buddy Or I was like nah It's too mainstream It's what people would expect yeah. what If Fox Footy had access To any player in the league And a camera They'd go get Buddy or, or Dusty Or if Channel 7 Or any media company um, Had access to a camera And a player That's who they'd probably Choose for that so I was like, who would people not choose? Like, who yeah. who's the unique one that pe- that is still very big, but people wouldn't choose? You know, you can pick a player, but it's hard because you to pick the next tier down of players is still it's not as big. You can just go dusty yeah. if you picked like a you know 100 game player who's on the up. You you can still just get dusty. So I was like, how can we get something unique? And um, we we struck Gil. I don't know how we struck it, but we're just like, no one's asking Gil to kick footy. He's he's working at yeah. 365 days a year in football. He's at every game, almost you know every week. He's on the footy field does all his presses on the footy field but never kicks no one's ever seen him kick so
0: and was a handy footballer too he was a handy
2: footballer back in the day he's a big man as well he's probably two meters tall he's got massive hands and you know he should be very good at kicking top so we thought we'd chase it around one because we are gone to melbourne for the um footy so we went to from adelaide to melbourne we went to all the games so it, was a, it was like that super round because it was the first year out of cover there's like five games in melbourne and they're all melbourne teams yep um so we took science all the games and did some videos we did a video with like Dave, Dale Thomas and Heath Shaw. Um, got some photos of like some players. I'm trying to think like Nick Del Santo and Bell Chambers and stuff. Got around the signs. Kane Lambert. And it got a bit of um, good attention, but we didn't get Gil's attention. Like it wasn't on that scale yet. So we thought it's hard because we had to go back to Adelaide. Yep. <laughs> and Gil's in Melbourne. He rarely comes to Adelaide unless it's Gather Round, which wasn't the thing back then. Yep. <laughs> so, um, we thought, how can we keep drumming up interest? Um, and when are we going to get this talk? So we went on the footy show at one point. Um, the election was that year so we did some like fake campaigning for the election but yep. Gill. Um, and then late in the year we came to Melbourne we went on the footy show we did a lot of um, campaigning in Melbourne we did a sleep out at AFL house and we came, went back to Adelaide didn't get Gill that week either it was like maybe July or no, uh, early August and then the AFL finally messaged us and said look um, we should be able to get Gill, but we we're, nothing's like locked in he's a hard man to like contact yep. obviously presses pop up every day and you know hard to like plan his calendar out because he can have a free spot here and then a news story breaks that he has to go talk about yep. it. Um, we got the tattoos the week before grand final just to try and get on his radar and lock yep. it in. Um, because he he'd heard about us now. The AFL would like media team had knocked on his door or whatever and told him and showed him some of the videos. So he knew who we were. We thought let's get the tattoos so he's like fully locked in. And we went to Melbourne we get told the Wednesday before the grand final we're gonna go keep the torpedo. So we rock up to the MCG um, and we'll go kick a talk with Gil and we rock up we're on the train in from our com, and the uh, Hawthorne racism scandal broke yep so I was like I um, woke up like 8.30 the video was booked for 10 get on the train 9.15 or so check the phone I was like oh no <laughs> it was like press conference called for MCG at 9.30 and I was like well Gil's booked in his calendar to be at the MCG for 10 yeah far out <laughs> so um, we rock up and he comes over and he's like I'll, I'll kick a talk don't know when it will be. Can't be today because there's the, the AFL luncheon going on at the MCG in the in the long room, yep. which is glass paneled out to the MCG. So yep. it's like if I'm out there kicking a talk, why there's like a thousand articles being written about my presser on the racism scandal. It's, it's not going to go well for me. Yeah,
1: now. just a bad look.
2: Um, so luckily, a couple of days later, it cooled down a little bit because obviously the grand final took the showcase, and we got it done the uh, the day before the grand final on the MCG. So
1: nice.
0: And what was that? What was the moment like when you finally, after all the process, yeah. uh, got getting to kick
2: it? And how, how did how did he kick it? He kicked it good. He uh, didn't kick any goals because we we set up in the pocket. They were setting up for the um for the for the pregame entertainment, which was like Robbie Williams. So they had all yep. the the um the staging out in the oval and the fireworks and stuff. So we were sort of confined to the pocket. Um, maybe ideally If we did it on the Wednesday He would have been Straight in front And would have been Sotting him easy But I mean It's hard to kick a talk From the pocket Yeah <laughs> um, But he was He was booting him all right. He uh, he was a little bit frustrated Because he couldn't get one In the goals And then he chucked um, his, the, 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 the AFL cameraman A footy And he slotted one perfectly And then he chucked me A footy And I slotted one And then he chucked Trey one And Trey slotted one So he's just like Jeez, you guys make it look too easy for me. So, yeah, fair. Right. Um, he's meant to have a press with Robbie Williams and his um, PR team was sort of dragging him away, being like, all right, you've kicked about 20 now. Let's go over to the PR. Yeah. Robbie, he's ready. Like, you know, you're paying this guy a million dollars or whatever to, to sing a couple songs. Yeah, true. Um, and he's like, no, 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 a couple more, couple more, couple more. And they like, <laughs> had to physically like grab him and, and drag him over to the presser. So yeah, um, he's got one of the yeah. footies, if, if it's an iconic moment, because he's come from the pocket and Delta Goodrum, is uh, at the presser waiting for Robbie yep. and, then, and it blew up the video because Gil's kicked a footy to Delta like kicked her a little drop on and she oh, marked really? it and kicked it back and people were commenting about how her brother plays Sandful, I think and yep. you know, Delta's getting her own footy that was the footy he was that's kicking mad. with he came straight from the top had it under his arm that's <laughs> pretty cool laced it to Delta in the in the presser so nice
0: and you mentioned some of the people you did got to kick with before Gil
2: who would you say give us a maybe a
0: top three of the people who kicked it whether it be how they kicked it all the experience and time they gave you
2: yeah Lockie Jones I'd put up there we went to KFC um it was his first year at the club but he was a bit of an icon already because he had the mullet in his junior days and everyone yep. knew he was going to get drafted because he was on the um the academy list I'm pretty sure yep um so he'd become a bit of an icon in SA and he lives pretty close to where I grew up and I'm pretty sure we went to the same high school and everything so we bumped into him he said yeah let's go kick a tour and I said where do you want to kick it? he goes let's do KFC it's right right near where I live and I go there all the time yeah (laughs) and and then so he went and had a zinger box with him um and it was like maybe 11 a.m we were having a zinger box with lockie jones and he's telling us he's like yeah i got training in a couple hours (laughs) that's mad and he's like first year rookie like in the best 22 at port who were like top four side at the time having a zinger box and then he just goes outside no warm-up no stretching just boots like two 60 meter torps over the kfc It's unreal. and he's like all right catch your boy he's gonna go training now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is just the funniest story Like he's such like an, A normal guy Which is so good Like he's got the mullet Yeah He just fits Everything you see You like look at him And think It's just true So He fits fits the mould perfectly Um I'm trying to think Gil was Gil was good Just because of the experience I put that up Very high as well Just um, Like the, the, the craziness Of like looking around And seeing an empty MCG And then yeah. like Being like How did we land here What was it like
1: Especially with the little stage For grand final being there Yeah
2: Yeah but well, we couldn't film, like, it was weird. Normally, with our we have someone filming at all times. It was yep. all filmed by the AFL. We didn't have any, oh, okay. like, footage because we had to kick and we had to be in the video. It was yep. like an AFL video, so we had to be, like, speaking and in the background of it all. So it was really weird. It was one of the first times we haven't filmed our own video.
1: Yeah, nice.
2: <laughs> so it was, like, the stress of being, like, I hope we got the right angles. I hope we got the video. Yep. Like, I hope our a. 40 meter torp into the MCG goals and I turn around and like surely someone's got that please yep. <laughs> I mean, got yeah, that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah nice <laughs> um and you know Gil kicks a really good top and like please do me that's on camera like but it was it was um, a little bit stressful in that sense but it was good um just like being able to relax and also just like be be in front of the camera and not stressing as much yeah like nice that,
1: so. now being from Adelaide obviously gather round how did you feel having every single team playing in your home state like what was that like
2: it was like Christmas it got announced um, just after the gill video really so we got back from Melbourne and then we had a little bit of break and then they announced gather round I think it was like November so it would have been yeah about a month after the gill video so we were riding the high of the gill video and obviously yep. we were getting a lot of attention from that still and Um, We've got a lot of new followers and people sort of getting around our account. And then Gather Round gets announced. Yep. I was like, this couldn't be be better. Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is the dream come true for content is the footy comes to us because we had to keep going to Melbourne for the big games. Like, we go to Melbourne for the grand final. Is that when
0: you first properly met Will as well? Or Uh, had you
2: met Will prior? I met Will just prior, I'm trying to think. I met him briefly, very briefly, like Mm. after a game. Yep in july i reckon we came over for the footy show mm-hmm. stuff where he was just like he was filming outside after a game and i sort of flicked him we'd been messaging yeah um but i flicked him a message i was like i'm at the game he, used to, he was like yeah i'm about to head on the train so I, we caught up for him for like 10 minutes yeah and then the next time we saw him he was staying at our house <laughs> <laughs> um but it was really cool as soon as we got the gathering announced i went and messaged a heap of creators um that we've done a lot of work with and Said, like, feel free to come crash at our house. We would live in this really big house in Adelaide at the time. And it was just myself, Shrey, and Jim, who's um who's the cameraman for a lot of the videos. Um, yep. So we had a lot of spare rooms. I think we had, like, four spare rooms. And I was like, well, let's just fill the house with content creators. Obviously, we're going to need a transport to each game, like, gather around. Yes, all the games are in the one location, but we're going to need to, like, travel as a, as a team. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we sort of built our own little team of content people because... We had to go out to Mount Barker, and if you're not, if you're from Melbourne and you're traveling to Adelaide, like if you, if I'm from Adelaide and I'm traveling to Melbourne, they're like, oh, there's a game in Ballarat. I'm like, ah, oh, how do yeah, I get there? Yeah, true. You know, so we sort of become the the tour guides for the week for all these content creators, and we were driving them around to games and showing them the, the places and making sure that we all sort of went to the games together, and we sort of built a little network on the hill at Adelaide, and we went to a couple of open trainings as a group. I like went to the Melbourne and Port open training. So, yep. what I've is it been,
0: about the hill? <laughs>
2: it's just a different atmosphere when you go to the footy it's a lot of sit down sometimes you land some awkward types around you I don't know if you go ever go to the MCG and maybe you just go by yourself or go with another person and it's just one or two people and then you maybe land like a real feral next year or a real like loud person yeah. or maybe sometimes you even land like a fat person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> either side and you're a bit like squished yep the hill's just free free flowing it's um, a bit of that local footy local, vibe local too. footy vibe You can you can sort of like flow in and flow out you don't have a defined seat you want to go to the bar or the canteen and come back you can go pick a new spot you don't have to stand in the same spot all the time um and people can just move and free slowly as they want so um it, it does get busy sometimes for the beer games gather around there was a couple beer games and you couldn't see the game i mean i'm lucky i'm tall mm-hmm. but yeah <laughs> you don't see a lot of the sport um yep. especially the cricket because the cricket's a lot longer day so people sit down um and you just can't see the game so yep. you go there for the atmosphere for the bars you don't even watch the, the sport um the footy, I can see it, most of it because I'm tall, but I know that Trey doesn't see much. He comes home and he's yeah. like, "I don't know what happened." Yeah. What? Um, and then,
0: when did the obsession of milk come? And then bringing it to the games as well. well
2: the milk had been around for a little bit. I'd done a little bit of gigs it was because one time. was
0: originally it started as normal milk, then transitioned was, to chalky milk.
2: It was full cream. It's because one time um, we were at a gig, and I'm trying to think what happened. I was I ordered dinner before the gig. I was running late for the gig. And the, the um, venue ordered me dinner. They're like, "Oh, we'll get you some dinner because you've come from another gig to here." Or, um, and then they're like, "Oh, you want a drink?" I was like, "You guys got any milk?" <laughs> <laughs> so I was having a chicken pie with milk, and I think it's sort of just I drink milk normally. Like I just drink it by the glass, and it's, it's something that not a lot a lot of people do. Like some people do it, and if they do it, that's fine. They they, they get around it, but some people think it's really weird. Yeah. Um, and obviously, some when I was drinking just a plain glass of milk before playing my gig, people thought it was really weird. Um, and I was like, well, if people think that's weird, it's probably going to be a good marketing ploy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Because there's people that resonate with it and there's people like, that's weird. It's the best of both worlds. So um, I started just bringing it to gigs and handed it out and trying to think we did some pouring it on people was some one thing. I don't know how we got to that point. but <laughs> um, Then it sort of fizzled down for a bit. We start playing footy and then I think it was like round three or four this young bloke that started coming out to watch all that games called Finn um, just rocked up and I had no idea he had this because he just used to rock up and watch our games and he was um, always on our TikTok lives and he was always commenting on our videos and he sort of he's become a really good mate now but at the time we didn't know much about him and he was a half time and coming off the field and he runs out a 2 liter chocolate milk.
1: <laughs> that couldn't have been good on the guts.
2: ah. Uh. I don't really care <laughs> But I, in, I indulged And then I passed it around To a few other teammates And Jim filmed it all And it got a lot of yeah. <laughs> A lot of views for good reason Like people drinking chockey milk at halftime Was yeah. a bit unique um, And then he became Milk Boy Finn it was his, his <laughs> Because the next week He brought it again And then we started Just getting He'd have an esky Of chalky milk So he'd run out at Quarter time Half time Three quarter time For us and the opponents um, Even to the extent That a couple weeks later The Premier of South Australia, Pete Malinowskis, was playing on the oval next to us. And at quarter time of his game, we ran him chockey milk, and then at quarter time of my game, he came over with a two-litre chockey milk. That's mad. So, That's unreal. Um, and we had dairy farmers sponsor our big game later in the year. Um, and they brought a thousand cartons of milk to the game. I think it was a, it was a, part of the Swano deal was they'd give out a thousand cartons of milk for the night. Yep. And then I'm looking at Finn at quarter time. he came mm-hmm. in, he was he was doing a bit of like water running. And I was like, "Bring us out a chalky milk, like it's time. I'm ready. Like it's ten minutes in the game." He's like, "No, nah, yep. they're all gone." And I was like, "What?" Oh, yeah. He's like, "No, nah, gone." He's like, "They were gone for the start of the game."
1: <laughs> that's that's crazy.
2: <laughs> and then there's kids everywhere that brought their own that night. There would have been like five thousand cartons of milk at the ground. So so much milk, and probably a lot of it wasted as well. So
1: well, that kind of segues us into that next sort of thing we were going to ask. Did, did
0: you give twelve resis? Yeah, yeah, Div twelve reses Um, how? Did, when was it? Obviously, you'd been playing for a little bit, but when did you realise, or start making content around him, when did you realise it started to kick off? Because originally, if I'm correct with Marmalade, Shrey was more just a camera guy.
2: He was a camera guy, but he picked up and um, and became the, the front of it. Probably the, the Div12 resis a lot. He started doing a few more videos in front of the camera because we worked out that people just loved what he did. He, he's a bit unique. He dances and people just froth that. They just used to go nuts for it. Because we... I feel like because we gatekept him a little bit and had him behind the camera, people wanted more of him too. Yeah. It was a lot of like, get stray in front of the camera. <laughs> like So we used to just drip feed him to the to the content. Yeah. You'd see him once every couple of weeks and people were like, where's Shrey, where's Shrey? So the demand came. But then as soon as footy season started, he became the, the star of the show. So um, we originally were just going to play footy together. We didn't know what content we are going to do. It was the same as like cricket season. We don't know what we're going to do. We're just going to experiment. Um, I'd seen obviously like Prime Trains vlogs um, and a few other like game day vlogs. I saw like Caden doing like vlogs at um, the AFL games. Yep. And I was like, all right, we had a GoPro we bought for Gather Around. I was like, we'll take the GoPro to games, we'll film our reactions, and we'll make up some game day vlogs and see how it goes. Because obviously, Prime's vlogs are like pretty good level of footy. We're playing in the D grade, we'll just vlog. Um, so we started vlogging that first game, but we didn't know what direction we we're going to take. So we were filming, we we're going to film some bits. And I was like, Jim, maybe you just go film in the breaks or whatever or you just film some little bit of content so we've got some stuff and i'll see what i can edit up and then at halftime jim comes up he goes oh i filmed this and i put it up on my tiktok and it's got 200k plays
1: <laughs> Far, yeah.
2: and that was the video that um had the voiceover the um the girlfriend voiceover yep 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 so that was actually jim in his car filming me so <laughs> <laughs> i've said it on a few podcasts i think we've said it a few times now so it wasn't my missus I don't have a missus It was um. It was Jim Just filming and He's grabbed some audio Of a girl talking About her partner And clipped it over Top of my, my footage And it went went A bit viral And it got a Couple million plays In the end And they put it On the Today show Yep um, and It was sort of The origin of the Div 12 resis And then the next week Jim was like Alright well The game devlog Idea was cool But it's obviously Long format And quite h- clunky To film Yep So I was like He's just started filming Like all these short Format TikToks and stuff And he just He ended up filming The entire game I think Towards the end of season you had two phones. So we get some different oh, angles yeah. and we had um, some other people helping with filming. Um, and then next year we'll probably look at like live streaming and and filming on different devices. Cause like all our games were filmed on phones this year. Next year we we'll probably need to get some cameras yep. to do longer format videos or, you know, different type of angles or um, the the biggest game of did tour is I think we had fourteen cameras in the end. Oh, which on yeah. the live stream, there was one even tied into the change rooms. Okay. So they had a, had a feed running through the roof Up to the balcony And there was a camera in the change room Sort of like you see on Channel 7 coverage yep, yep. Um, Which was a little bit nerve wracking Because we were like getting changed Blokes getting their rigs out yeah. you <laughs> know, Blokes getting their cocks out of there yeah, true, <laughs> And just not knowing where that footage was going Or who, who, whether it was on the stream <laughs> But I think they only used it at half time And just to show the run outs Which was pretty funny But yeah there's a lot of camera angles Which sort of gave us an insight To what we might need next year
0: We'll yeah. touch on that big game in a second, but I was listening to the um, you guys on the Unlaced podcast last night, and one of the stories that made me laugh, and I'd l- like if you could retell it, and I think it's one of the videos that um, got a lot of bl- blow-up and plays too. He talk me through the stray shot on goal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: The, all right, so the first started in round two. Round one, we got pumped. I um, only only kicked, like, one goal, so no one, no one got anywhere near it. But round two, it was a lot tighter game. And I think I kicked a goal, and then Shrey in the last quarter. Shrey had two shots on goal that game, which is crazy when you think about Shrey's entire season and how little of the ball he had. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, there was a famous one. It was, um, he was in the pocket, and I think he got someone – he smothered a footy, and then someone grabbed him, and he got done like holding the man. So he got a free kick about 25 out in a slight angle. And I know how Shrey kicks. I've seen him kick for ages, and it's not good. It's <laughs> terrible with the footies throws the ball up in the air and it could go anywhere. So I sort of like was lingering behind him, being like, if you want to give me the hands, I'll just slot it. Yep. <laughs> but then I look at Jim and Jim's filming. So I was like, nah, nah, you kick, it'd be funny. Like well, it was a pretty vital stage of the game. Like we're only down by like twelve points or maybe like ten minutes to go. Yeah. Um so he could have really turned the game, but I was like, nah, it's gonna be funny. If Shrey kicks it, it'd be really good content and if he misses it, it'd be good content. And it went off the side of his boot and it hit the fence and it was like twenty meters to the right of the goal. And he's only twenty meters out. So yeah. he's really just like shanked it. Yeah. Um, and we we edited that clip up so many different angles in so many different ways, and I think we added up at one point had like 10 million views on it, and I was like, "Trade 10 million people have seen you miss that shot of goal, yeah, or <laughs> like, like 10 million. That's more than your yeah. average game of footy, I yeah, reckon." Yeah, <laughs> it was one of the more iconic, and it started it started the saga of like people wanting Shrey to kick a goal because they're like, "If that's how bad he is from that one video, they're like, like yeah. oh, get the ball to Shrey to see if you can kick one.'" Yeah. So then, like, anytime we got anywhere near it, we just really clipped it up a lot and and made it look good. So.
0: And the shin splints The shin splints <laughs> so, Yeah,
2: this was the week after Or the week after that He got dropped Yeah Because um, he didn't rock up the training He was asleep in the lounge I got home from work And I was like Come on man, we we'll are go to training And he's like Nah, I'm tired and He didn't come yep. He got dropped um, And then he said that his shins were hurting So he, he said that it was because of his shin splints Yeah, <laughs> But he did have shin splints in the end So <laughs> But right. it wasn't the reason why he missed that game It was because he got dropped Because he was asleep <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. They're dropping people in D-Raid. Yeah, we had a few yeah. numbers.
2: Even in the cricket, I, mean, I think we're at risk because they have 16 available oh, really? for an 11-person team. Oh, yeah. Um, and on the weekend, I thought we were going to be at risk. I didn't know if we are going to get a game because we're new to the club and obviously going to play the guys yeah. who've been at the club a bit longer before yeah. you play the newbies. So we're lucky to get a game in the end. <laughs> oh, fair. But uh, yeah, the Trey Saga kicked on. There was probably four or five more shots of goal that he had, got nowhere near it and people were really wanting it and then luckily in the big game, he finally kicked it.
0: <laughs> Now, speaking of the big game, let's touch on it. Obviously, the biggest game, local footy. Before we get into it, how much behind-the-scenes work had to go in prior to even getting started? Like, everyone sees it when it happens, and it's an amazing thing. But how much work did you actually have like to put an in? an
2: unthinkable amount. Like, yeah. it be- almost became my full-time job for, like, four weeks. Just for one game? <laughs> yeah. Um. Like, I cut back a lot of shifts at work in the lead-up. Like, we knew we were moving to Melbourne – pretty much just as soon as we started playing here like I knew the move to Melbourne was going to be on the cards um, and then I was like alright well if we're going to go to Melbourne and, and leave Lockleys and leave the Div 12 Resies behind in Adelaide let's throw like a big like not a farewell as such because we'll still take the content with us and it'll go wherever we go but sort of like let's you know let's use what the the, the people use the word clout like use that sort of like hype or clout yep. to get something really big going yep. um, so yeah we I pitched the idea to the club then there was a date in the calendar that i sort of knew we, we were going to be moving to melbourne around like end of july or like start it's somewhere in july so i was like all right they looked through the fixture there was a date um where the showdown was on in adelaide and our game was a night game so it would have clashed it would have not have worked like those sort of games i'm trying to like think sometimes if like maybe collingwood versus carlton was on and there was a game local game in melbourne like people yep. just would go to collingwood carlton because it's a big game and you'd, yeah. you'd have you'd struggle for numbers that weekend so like especially in the D grade like a lot of people would be like I'm going to the showdown I'm not going to play and we'd have like 10 people available so yeah. I said to the club how about we move the game to the Friday it'll be a standalone game then people who are travelling to the games, because if we throw something like this we had a lot of Melbourne following at the time I was like they might travel like we might get people travelling over to come watch then they can come over for the whole weekend then go to our game on the Friday then go to the showdown on the Saturday it makes a bit of a weekend so we pitched it to the league they said we can swap the date and then we, we hit up the opposition team actually first and they said they, they'd love to swap the date. Yeah, <laughs> that nice. was the first stage. We're just getting the date locked in. We didn't know how big it was going to go, yep. how much we get behind it, but it was just like, let's move this date and then if we get a Friday night game, we'll go hard on on planning it. So it took about two weeks just to get the date moved across, but the, the opposition team was really keen on that as well because it was going to help them. Um, once we got the date locked in, then it was just like full full go, like getting sponsors um, getting council permits for um, parking and, and and toilets. The club helped a lot. There was two guys at the club. So Matt Lucas was our footy director, and he's really good in, like, SA sport. I think he just won a big award for, like, volunteer of the year. Yep. Um, and he was doing the same thing as me. Like, it was, like, eight hours a day just planning this game. That's crazy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, like – and it was, like, hurdles as well. Like, you'd call the council, all right, we're going to have the car park here. Oh, hurdle, you know, how are you going to deal with this? How are you going to deal with that? And you yep. have to just – go back and, and work on it and then go back to the council and go back and work on it and then go back. The, <laughs> a lot of yep. hurdles and back and forth. The amount of Zoom calls I had with sponsors, like I reckon we put it to like 30 plus Zoom meetings and think like a Zoom meeting is like minimum 15 minutes, sometimes an hour. Yep. So we're looking at like, you know, 20 hours of just video meetings with like potential sponsors and um, and like graphics teams or like the Guernsey. We had a special Guernsey design so it was back and forth with the, d- the design and where we can put the logos. Yep. Um, and then we had a lot of hurdles from the, the footy league, which was surprising in the end, but wasn't the greatest. <laughs> um, probably the, the sour bit of the game, but they didn't want it to go ahead. And um, we ended up having to forfeit the game at the last minute. So right. um, no one really knew that at the time. It was just, only we kept pretty secret on the day. Yep, so It was just myself, Shrey, Jim, our coach, and the opposition coach knew this. But we got told we were forfeiting in the morning because the, the league weren't going to support the game and it had to be like... It was pretty much just like a scratchy in the end, but it was like okay. well, no one knew it was. So that's well, if yep. we thought if we tell people that it's a forfeit, one it might interrupt the crowds. Two, the players might not take it as seriously. Yep. Like I wanted players like playing like it was a real game, like going hard at it. You don't want it to become like an EJ Witten Legends game where it's a bit of like a charity game. Yeah, where yeah people yeah, were yeah. having a bit of a laugh and doing too much funny stuff. Yep. And then you didn't want the crowd to like think they could just run on the field and 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 cause damage or like you know yeah yeah. yeah. Um, it, as soon as people knew, if people knew it was a forfeit, you had the risk of like that Project X type mentality yeah, yeah, yeah. and people can just cut sick and do whatever they want yeah so we kept it secret um in the end the forfeits a 60 point loss and i think we lost by 62 points so we worked out pretty even for pretty the even yeah but yeah it was crazy see how many people rolled in um we rolled in we we sort of catered and budgeted for about one to two thousand people to rock up yep that was sort of like the whole time we're planning and getting sponsors on board and getting food trucks and toilets and the car parking organised was about one to 2,000. And when I walked up to the ground, there was maybe about 400 people there. Yep. I had to do a bit of media stuff and I had to do a bit of videos for the, some of the sponsors. And I was in the rooms for a long time doing some stuff. So I didn't see any of the crowd built in. And I rolled into the... like I was probably an hour before the game to 15 minutes before the game. So the 45-minute period, I just didn't see the crowd. Yep. And then we get called to go out. I was still in my um, jeans and jacket and everything like that because I'd been doing all these media stuff. I hadn't had time to get ready for the game. And we... Go to run out and the, the, they've created a guard of honour and it's like 100 metres long. Far, oh, yeah. <laughs> Kids everywhere. There's a video of it on our TikTok. But yeah, there's probably about two two and 2,500 there at the start of the game. So we went from the last time I saw the ground was 400 people. And I'm yeah. like, all right, it's pretty good. Hopefully a few more rock up. And then I was like a little bit nervous. Like, you know, it's sort all of those like the same with DJ events. You sort of like, are people going to actually show up? Or, yeah, true. Um, but they did in the end, which was good.
0: Now, talk us through um, some of the key moments in the game. Obviously, we all know Stray's goal, Jarrah's mark. What were some of your favourite moments? Yeah, Jarrah,
2: Jarrah's mark. <laughs> um, it was funny, how it was because Jarrah made a 50 on the weekend at cricket. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. And um, I'm trying to think of who was cracking the shits. Was it Will, Will might have been cracking the shits? Because he's like, um, I don't know if you've, if anyone's everyone's seen Jarrah's mark, but basically the guy fell over in front of him. His <laughs> yeah. direct opponent slipped. Same opponent slipped over For Shrey's goal as well He was wearing like Almost runners Like those ASICs boots That yeah, don't have yeah, really it. Like long sprigs And the grass was a bit wet So he slipped over And Jarrah's pretty much Just sat on this bloke's head He's like We, we was at cricket And he's like Jarrah got dropped three times Batting on his way to 50 And they were all sitters And he's like Imagine being Jarrah Davis Your direct opponent Falls over in front of you <laughs> So you can take Mark of the century <laughs> And then you get dropped Three times so you can make 50 He's <laughs> like, like This guy just has it too easy But Yeah um, yeah No it was funny Watching Jarrah's mark And it was straight After Stray's goal So that Extended that quarter Out to like 70 minutes It was a Very long quarter
0: No yeah. it was Bitch Robertson's Speech during Three quarter yeah. time Because that was His aim in the end Wasn't it Yeah Robert, Well he was a
2: few Deep at this point Wasn't he I think he added Like eight or nine cans <laughs> at that point But he was great um, He was We hit up a lot Of big Big names to come down Like we had a lot Of recruits Like so just off the top Like Mark Cosgrove um, JP Drake Who owns like Drake Supermarkets We had Caden McDonald, Connor Rogers, Jared Davis, and Will Taylor come from Melbourne. We had Goxie come from Brisbane. We had Tom Wren from Channel 9. So it was like all these big recruits we sort yeah. of got into the game. And then I hit up some bigger, bigger names as well. It's like Mitch Robinson was one of them. And we, he sort of like, sometimes those bigger names, they're busy and they're hard to contact. I didn't know if he was going to come. And then yep. it was like three days before the game, he's like, I'm coming.
1: <laughs> That's bad. <So>, <laughs> so imagine like
2: planning for a game, like getting. Did you originally
0: want him to play? Yeah, or? yeah. We ordered him
2: at Guernsey. So he had to play Richard Guernsey because I was just like, there's some other names I won't name them all because hopefully they play next year but you know hit up some like tiered sort of names so I was like yep. alright we'll go Matt like one of them was Carl Stefanovic who was like the one yep. who like ployed our, um, put our put us on TV so I was like but he unfortunately was on a family holiday at the time couldn't get there yep um, but like some you know I was trying to get some like big fish so I was like yeah. Robo would be funny because he's sort of doing the vlogs he does a lot of content he'd fit in perfectly Yeah. Um, and I bumped into him at a wrestling, uh, a boxing event in the Gold Coast a couple weeks earlier. He's like, Oh, yeah, yeah, tell me more about it. Like, yeah, send me an email. Send me yep. emails and the messages, and they sort of weren't getting replied to. And then three days before, he's like, I'm coming. I was just <laughs> That's like, crazy. Yes. That's mad. Like, everything we planned has just been like exploded tenfold. Like, and, and yep. like the message to the footy club director who we've been planning and like, alright this is how it's all going to look this is the run sheet and I was like alright big big news just go off the phone with Mitch Robinson he's coming like it's just like what the hell is going on um, and he rolled in as coach so he couldn't play because he had some contracts with um, other teams and the risk of injury but he was fantastic yep. he was so good like he was there on his like no payment like normally the guys like that you have to pay to yeah, play for yeah, your yeah. club but he was just there just to make content and on the you know he's such a good bloke like he's so good he gets it's sometimes a bad rap for being a bit of a bad boy in the media I guess but, yeah. but he's like the, the perfect country local football bloke yeah like gets around all the boys make sure everyone's like up and about all the bum taps and you know yep and then just loves having the beers after the game <laughs> so he was great at uh, three quarter time he didn't know much about the, the resis or anything so he's rolled in pretty much blind to this thing with just his cameraman not knowing what's going to go on yep not knowing how many people are going to rock up he's just like oh I'll just go see what it's about and then just absorbed himself into it yep you know as soon as he saw the crowd rolling and he got himself in some club kit and and himself on the commentary stream and was doing um, he, I think he scolded a can of beer on the commentary stream <laughs> and everything That's sick. So, um, but at three quarter time he, he realised all of the kids were there for Shrey and uh, the crowd all rocked up to see Shrey kick the goal so he was like alright, don't care what you guys want to do, we've lost the game, get the ball to Shrey, yep. <laughs> he's like everyone clear the 50, no one go near it we're just going to kick the ball long to Shrey and, and see if he can clunk one. And, then and he's
0: four cans of CC deep, isn't he,
2: Shrey? Shrey? I don't know what Shrey was doing. He just lost the plot. Everyone, He's got five thousand people rock up to see him goal and he's too focused on drinking chalky milk and Canadian club games. <laughs> that's a crowd. terrible mix. Yeah. That can't <laughs> like, be good. My brother just chugging your hands on the footy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't played, know what was going through his head. He's played,
1: kicked more goals six, seven cans deep than he did sober.
2: Uh, well you, so. you have uh, the biggest crowd of all time rock up. And they're all chanting your name to kick your goal. Yeah. And your back's turned to the footy and you're facing the crowd drinking yeah. and drinking milk. That's crazy. And then they're like, people wonder why you can't kick your goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's really focused on the footy old Shrey sometimes.
0: But yeah, in that final, it's the same guy who slipped um, after we've just slipped for Shrey. Um, how was the moment for you? And like, did you know as soon as that guy slipped that...
2: What do you know? You never it's know with Shrey because you can't kick. <laughs> <laughs> so... I won the ruck tap And I hit our captain We had this um, player We've sort of played all year And it's sort of like we had, we had different numbers On our players Me and the captain So I was like Called the play I was like all right, I'm going to tap behind here Run through And I'll hit, I'll hit you Yep um, And we He sort of It couldn't work any better I hit him on the chest And then he He kicked deep in the forward And I was like At least we got a forward 50 That's True good. We hadn't had True. a forward 50 For like two quarters at that point um, but then I saw the Trey's opponent slip over he was in the I don't know how to describe them they're like Asics gel shoes and they don't have they're like short sprigs real Yep. yep, yep. They're, they're, they're career savers they're good for your, your feet yeah. but they're not good for, for wet weather um, and he was slipping around all night and he, he uh, slipped over the ball went out the back Trey's picked it up but with Trey you never know like he just can't kick he fumbles the ball a lot and I was like, "Well, this is as close as we're going to get." He's twenty meters from goal at this point, and he's got no direct opponent. Yeah, <laughs> but um, he almost ran over the line as well. That's because he was <laughs> yeah, fumbling the ball so is much. Is
1: it true he almost he actually almost hit the post? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: He was a meter out, and he was still fumbling the ball, and then managed to get it on his boot. I was like, "Man, this could have almost gone wrong." Um, but yeah, it was almost good that he was so close to goal because it means the crowd sort of like to yeah. submerged. It was a good. It was funny as to watch back. I mean, at the time I was still in the midfield when it sort of happened, like. But I came running in. By the time I got there, was the whole crowd was on the field. He was yep. covered in chalky milk. Covered wasn't chalky milk. I was. Everyone was covered in chalky milk. Anyone who was in the first hundred people to him was just drenched in it. Far out. And there was like young girls in there. I just saw like head to toe in chalky milk, and I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine all these kids like walking back to their yeah, parents, true. and then their parents be like, "What has happened to you?" <laughs> like yeah, fair. But no, it was chaos And then it happened again for Jarrett He kicked, the, kicked a goal after taking the big mark And everyone stormed the field again So,
0: How was the opposition really during good. this? Yeah.
2: Couldn't give them enough credit Obviously they changed the date for us Which was good Probably worked for the better for both of us um, But they got around us big time They pumped us by 130 points The first time we played them Yep. And then obviously they won again They made the grand final They unfortunately lost the grand final But they did make the GF this year um, and I mean, for a lot of those guys, they're quite a young side. Which is when I was looking through the fixture, I was like, that would be a good, good calendar date because the young guys will get around the content, and they've, you know, all been watching it and following it. So I knew it was going to be a good spectacle, and there was going to be some good videos. So I mean, the games are live stream; they got all their mates watching, and they get to go back and watch their game. And obviously, everyone has some highlights. And you get to go back and have a bit of banter, and it's not often. Yeah. In like do you have Twelve Resies or like in the D grade, you get your game streamed. So true. Um, just being out uh, for them, you know, the spectacle of like people—they were getting booed and stuff, which was funny. Oh, really? The <laughs> um, opposition? Yeah. oh They yeah. <laughs> you know, kicked their first goal. They all got booed and things like that. But it, in the end of it, like it, if someone offered me to play in that game as an opposition, I'd take it. Yeah. The, the week, you look—that's like, sick. That's such a cool experience for me that I'm never going to have. I'm not going to play yeah. high level footy where I get to watch it back or have a crowd rock up. So yeah, I think they all enjoyed it in that aspect.
0: But it will be happening again, we hope.
2: Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll find a new team um, in Melbourne. I don't know if we can replicate that night because it was very special and very unique in the fact yep. that so – I've said it to a few guys. Is, um, the fact it was so, like, local. Yeah. Um, that, that people could run on the ground and that people could stand right on the boundary line and that everything just worked out so nice. But sometimes when you organise these big games, obviously you're going to have to get more – like, next time we book it, we're going to have to book more security and we're going to – probably have to have it at a stadium which is going to be harder for people to access the field you know they're running on the field and you know the sponsors that want to be involved and whether how it's being streamed and everything might change and just all the different elements of like piecing it together work so perfectly the first time and sometimes it might not gel the second so it'll be interesting to see how it goes I'm keen to do it again I think everyone that was involved in is keen to do it again but it's just like are we going to get it to happen the same you know as good yeah because because you know, it's going to be hard to find a stadium that will let you storm the field yeah, like that. Yeah, true that,
1: <laughs> true. Uh, moving on to sort of a more formal thing that you managed to get up this year. I know you were campaigning for it for a while, but the longest kick, talk us through sort of how that came about and also the day.
2: Yeah, but the, well, we've been kicking the Torps for ages and early on the Torp videos all had the Fox footy theme music behind them. Yep. Um, until TikTok ripped that off, TikTok, so we couldn't use it anymore. Otherwise <laughs> we'd still be using it. Yeah. Because every single video had the Fox footy theme. That was the, that was the whole of like template we're using yeah um and for ages we'd we'd like just admired the fox for your longest kick it's the centerpiece people kicking big torps on grand final day sort of kicks off your grand final day a lot of people might wake up a little bit dusty or they've stayed yeah. up late watching the replays or whatever it is so your day sort of kicks off about that 11 o'clock it's when most people when you have the house parties crack the first can and they watch the longest kick and yep. then your grand final day is underway so it's been the center point of grand final day Kicking torps. Obviously, we've, we're riding the high of the Div 12 Res. He's moving to Melbourne. I was like, if we're ever going to have a crack at getting on the longest kick, it's going to be this year. Yep. Like, next year, who knows what could happen. And, you know, we're not, you know, and you get older, we might get a, not as much hype next year. We're, we're riding yep. the peak of our hype. Yep. So I was like, let's have one crack at getting on the longest kick because if it's going to happen, it's going to happen this year. So
0: Whose idea was it to camp outside of Fox <laughs> It
2: was mine. Trey wasn't a fan of it. Um, <laughs> it was a tough gig. It was so cold that night as well. It was, like, four degrees. Um, but it was really funny. We we camped out and then, without any real planning, we had to call Tails down a few times because he was staying at a house and he had, we were like, all right, we need a power bank because our yep. phones are dying. Yep. All right, Tails, we need a laptop because there's nothing to do and we're getting bored. So he dropped, yeah. he dropped down and got his laptop. And then later in the night, Trey's like, oh, right, I'm starving and I can't get Uber Eats. So he's called Tails down and come bring him some food. <laughs> um, so Will Taylor was the, 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 you know, He was the gem of that operation Because yep. he was behind the camera And no one really knew He was coming down four or five times That night to drop off the supplies um, But Dale Thomas rocked up <laughs> to record Did you know he was at, no, no He had no idea I, I thought it was Tails Because we were expecting Tails to rock up um, And I heard a bit of like noise outside So I've unzipped the temp Thinking it was Tails dropping off the laptop And <laughs> it was Dale Thomas <laughs> <That's> <laughs> And crazy. obviously He'd seen on the Instagram That we are camping out And he had to rock up to do a segment For um for the, I think it was for points bet with Billy Brown. he had to do his piece, and it was real late at night. Like normally, they record that stuff early in the day, but this was like nine thirty at night. So I oh, just yeah. didn't think it was going to be any presenters. And I've sort of opened up the tent, and I was like, "What the? Fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. What are you doing here?" And he's like, yeah. uh, "And he had a um a bag full of like chalky milk and everything. He'd been to the convenience store across oh, the that's road bad. and got us some supplies. So it was real funny, uh, really unplanned. But I was just like, that couldn't have worked any better. Like it's funny that Daisy of all people was yeah. there. Like, yeah, that no, was funny. I was, and then um. I had the number of the producer at Fox Footy on my phone and she messaged me at like, I don't know, 6am when she woke up and apparently like it was going through all the Fox Footy group chats because they had us on the security cam. Yep. And the security guard overnight was like alarmed and like had messaged Fox Footy and then they had messaged like the staff chat and then she got the message being like, what the hell is this? And then she was like, nah, let them go. They're all right. (laughs) It's all over over social media. I've seen it. Yeah. So I thought we were going to get kicked out at one point by the security.
0: Now the actual uh the actual day of the longest kick how was how were you feeling in the build-up and the big question is Stray still let you know that he kicked further than you yeah he
2: it, does all the time he's got the tattoo he's got, got a the tattooed, he's on got him. The tattooed on him I let him know that he spelled his tattoo wrong so that's that's my <laughs> comeback oh, no. but um the build-up was weird because we'd done the gig at frankston on the thursday I did two gigs I did gig at the mcg and frankston so we had, didn't have a lot of sleep thursday night friday we had to get up at we went from Frankston We got home like 4 in the morning And then we had a 5am Appearance on Sunrise Yep So I had like Half hour nap Did Sunrise And yep. then we had a full day Of filming So I was running on no sleep
0: And Sench the Friday night Friday time.
2: night Sench We had to do some filming For Fox footy Friday night So we went in and did The bounce And yep. some other filming So yeah We literally had no rest And then obviously Grand final day It was like chaos Because we had to go From the Fox footy longest kick To the clubby sports breakfast To grand final To billboards So it was yep. like, I had to have All my portable chargers All my microphones All my cameras ready to go um, But we got up in the morning And it was good Because I had all my mates with me And Jim was there And Matt and I Who's from Adelaide Was over So we had our whole crew And we rolled into the, the Big tent for the Fox Week Longs Kick And Fev was there And Eddie Betts was there So yep. Shrey's favourite player Of all time is Eddie Betts He's never What was he like
0: in When Eddie was in his oh, presence I've met
2: Eddie a few times So it was good He sort of recognised Because Eddie used to live Across the road from Lockleys yep. yep Um, So I've actually had Like a couple of kicks, kicks With him He came out to train with us a Had Shrey
0: kicks. met him prior Or No
2: Shrey was Melting Like in the back <laughs> of Shrey's phone um, Back of my phone's Kane Corn's card But in the back of um, Shrey's phone Is Eddie Betts Yeah And he's just like he's A diehard Eddie Betts fan And that's the first person We saw when we got in the tent And he comes come straight up to Shrey And he's like Filming an Instagram video and he's like Shrey from Lockleys And Shrey's like He knows who I am like, <laughs> That's crazy <laughs> um, it He would have been like a fangirl Yeah yeah A little bit And then all these players Started rolling in So like Jamara And um, uh, Adam Saad Was one of my favourites Really good chat Um, Which is weird Because I didn't expect like Out of all the players there We'd done a Zoom call With Sicily, Yep um, A few weeks uh, Like a week earlier So I was like Trying to gauge who Like I'd get along with most But it was sad Was the one that was Getting around us the most And had a good chat to him And then Yeah it was over pretty quick We just got up We were the first ones to kick Got up Had our one kick Yep And then um, We had to run to the Clubbing Sports Grand final breakfast Because we were late for We had meant to to do a segment At the grand final breakfast Originally But obviously the Fox footy Longest kick took first preference Yep um so we had the last segment of the day at this grand final breakfast. was our segment got replaced by max gorn and Simon goodwin <laughs> so that was meant, meant to be us on the, the couch but yep. uh, i think they got the better better stick there by getting yep. gorney um and then we had we ran from the longest kick to the crown okay yep down the arrow and we we're in full kit i was in footy boots still we didn't have <laughs> any time yeah. to change so we rolled into the breakfast in f- shorts footy boots everyone's in like pretty formal attire having yeah. the grand final breakfast and we just rolled straight into our segment was we dripping in sweat far <laughs> out. did and you get any questions yeah we we're getting stopped on the way um to the crown but we had like 10 minutes to get there from longest kick and you couldn't get an uber and there was no scooters around yep um, we bummed into cane corns on the way <laughs> oh, <far out. laughs> and we had to have like a brief like 30 second chat but he had to get the gym we had to get the breakfast so it was yep. like didn't even get to really like chat and then yeah we got there just on time of our segment we went straight on stage and did a we do end up, We ended up canning the segment because we we're so cooked from running. Yep. And just did a um did a milkshoey. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, obviously, too, uh, we're just about nearly ready to wrap it up too. But um, you have your own Rezzy's podcast too, as your hat you're wearing right there is merch out? <laughs> Not current?
2: yet. These are just demo demo samples, but they should be out pretty soon. Um, we ordered a few demos just to test the sizing and stuff. So, I've I've snagged one of the demos and I keep wearing it everywhere, which probably. Taylor says I shouldn't because we should keep the merch hidden until we release yeah. it. But I've had a few offers from people. Oh, I can't buy that off your head, and I was like, Nah I like it's coming out very soon. It should be out very soon. They just got to order some in. But
0: what can we expect going forward with the Resi's podcast?
2: Yeah, well, now we're in season. It's good because we've got some games to talk about and some guests to have on. So we had, we've had a few guests so far, but we're ramping them up. So we're going to get a few cricketers on over cricket season, and we'll get a few footy players next year. But not the not the dusty mounds or the buddies. It's <laughs> going to be the gills of yeah. the world. So we're we're always looking for the unique guests, I guess, because we are the Rezies and you can't really have A-grade talent on your Rezies podcast. Yeah, so, true. Um, there'll be a few unique guests in that sense. Um, we're actually recording later tonight, which is funny. <laughs> Two podcasts one day, but mm. yeah, no, it's been, it's been good fun. The, Any uh, guests
0: this week? No, nah, this
2: week we're just going to discuss the game because Jarrah made a 50, so we'll get him cool. We'll get him in to discuss his 50. <laughs> nice. We'll keep it simple this week because we got our first win. How long do you reckon <laughs> it'll take for him to... Very long, it'll be a long <laughs> episode. He loves talking about himself.
1: Can't wait to hear it. <laughs>
0: And then obviously going forward with my mind, is there anything pencilled in at the moment that is coming up that's exciting?
2: Um, oh, well, there's the, the finding the footy team is going to be exciting and, and getting out of some pre-season. Um, I'm trying to get to Darwin to play a game mm-hmm. at the moment. So we're, we're discussing with a few clubs and people on getting to Darwin, um, which is weird because they play a pretty good level of footy up there, but they do have a lower grade. Um, and I'd be keen to just get up and just try different weather and and location and stuff I saw Prime went to New Zealand recently yeah, and yeah footy, I which was pretty cool that looks sick obviously if you're good at footy you get bored out and, and they send you around the country or send you to different places to play yep. footy but it'd be funny seeing the resis sort of like fly out for a game yeah <laughs> playing
1: resis in Darwin <laughs> and, and, and see, you yeah. see if a
2: crowd rocks up over there but if, yeah that's the next thing I'm sort of trying to plan at the moment and then obviously just lock down footy for next year and Hopefully, get your boys come out for a game at some point. Hundred <laughs> percent, I'd love to.
0: Is there any gigs you got coming up as well? DJ locally? gigs. I don't no. have
2: anything booked in just yet. Um, I don't book him in. I don't seek him too much because the calendar does fill up with sporting yeah. stuff. Yep. Like grand final week, the gigs were good because it's great, it's busy, and everyone's enjoying it. But yep. it was also in one aspect, like the no sleep and the like being red-eyed for the fox footies. Yeah. Sometimes a downside. So if there's a sporting something pops up like um there's really good for our content and i have a gig booked in it can sometimes clash i don't like filling my calendar up too much with them yep i mean that doesn't mean i don't like taking them on they're still good fun but it's just yeah i'm not like actively seeking to fill my calendar because like sometimes the the rocking up to cricket after a 4 a.m finish of the gig can be a bit crook
1: yeah
0: yeah but that thank you for joining us that's probably just about going to wrap it up i really enjoyed your conversation and Shout out to um, Just Co for this lovely room and lovely place that we've been able to do it in. And was anything else you'd like to touch on, Will?
1: No, that's about it for me. Thanks heaps for coming on. No, thanks um, for having the chat. It's so good. keen to listen to the rest your podcast later today. <laughs> yeah. And that
0: drops on a Wednesday morning.
2: Wednesday morning, yeah, yep. yeah. No nah, should we record on Mondays so we can get tales of? Um, you know, this is not the quickest man in the world on the footy field, so we got to give him a little bit of time to edit. So.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. Well, again, thank you for coming on and we look forward to watching more of your content going towards the future.
2: Cheers, boys. Appreciate it.